Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Happy holidays, Food Heals Nation. I'm so excited to share with you that I have inked a deal with Spotify. And in order to help me grow on Spotify, I need your help. Be my co-producer in producing the show Food Heals. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey and you can be entered to win a swag bag full of my favorite organic and vegan products. 
Here's how to enter. Go to Spotify and search for your favorite show, Food Heals. Hit that follow button and screenshot it. Then go to foodhealsnation.com slash gift, G-I-F-T, and fill out a short survey sharing what it is that you like about the show, what you'd like to see more of on the show, and help me produce the show that you love. Upload your Spotify screenshot and bam, you are entered to win. I've got 10 swag bags for you full of our favorite organic vegan products. Products like lip balm, vitamin C face cream, CBD sleep capsules, and CBD pain rub from CBD Fountain. Organifi Green, Pure, and Gold Nutritional Powders. Renews Chagachino's Super Healthy Delicious mushroom-based adaptogenic coffee. The holiday issue of Veg News, an award-winning vegan magazine and website with recipes, travel, food, news, and more. Spirulina and chlorella from our friends at Energy Bits made of pure allergy, a sustainable whole food crop. Just Thrives, Just Calm for better mood support and sleep, and Just Thrives spore-based probiotic for the best gut and immune support. Oxy powder, detoxidine, B12, and quercetin from the Global Healing Center to help keep you regular, detox your body, boost your immunity, and keep allergies at bay. And we've got My Vital C's ESS60, which according to recent studies, ESS60 in olive oil has the potential to double your lifespan. And we've got Athletic Greens AG1's delicious pineapple green juice, which delivers a powerful, potent blend of health products like a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more to help you feel like your healthiest self. All of this is waiting for you if you enter to win by going to foodhealsnation.com slash gift, filling out that survey, uploading your screenshot that you follow Food Heals on Spotify and Plus, you can get a bonus episode by adding Food Heals episodes to your favorite public playlist. That's right. You can have two entries into the giveaway. All you have to do is add your favorite Food Heals episodes to a playlist, take a screenshot, and upload it all at foodhealsnation.com gift. And that's how you're going to get two entries to win. Again, that's all over at foodhealsnation.com gift. Thanks for entering, and I can't wait to announce the winners. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. How do you heal Hashimoto's? What do you do when your thyroid medications don't work and your doctor doesn't listen? Today's guest has these answers and more. Dr. Gil Kajiki is a certified functional medicine practitioner, a chiropractor, and a patient educator with clients across four continents. At the Valley Thyroid Institute, he and his staff are revolutionizing the way that hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroid are diagnosed and corrected using drug-free solutions. His mission is to help Hashimoto's patients get their lives back. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. He's the author of Sick, Tired, Untreated, and Abandoned, How the Medical Community Fails Hashimoto's Patients and How You Can Get Your Life Back. Please welcome Dr. Gil Kajiki to the show. Thank you so much, Allison. So great to have you. And I'm very excited for you to share your journey with our listeners today. And that really started because your wife became ill with what at first appeared to be Epstein-Barr, and then you were watching her health just continue to deteriorate, which I can totally relate to watching this happen to my family. Um, and so you became, you began this relentless search for answers as to why no one knew how to take care of her. So can you take me back to that time? Like what happened and what did you do? Sure. Um, you know, like many of your listeners, you know, um, I, I won't go into the excruciating detail, but you've all been through the journey. You go to the doctor, everything's normal. I still feel lousy. Here's some antidepressants. Here's some thyroid medication. But with my wife, it was more like, 
Well, it's stress. You know, you're just tired because you're traveling a lot and you have work stress, you have teenage daughters. And then the next time it was Epstein-Barr. Mm-hmm. And then the next time it was chronic fatigue. And then the next time it's all, all your lab tests are normal, go away. And this went on for three, four years. And <clears throat> I was just a chiropractor. I didn't know any better. But uh, one time she finally ended up in the ER room. She woke up in the middle of the night in a panic attack. She couldn't breathe. And so we decided to take her to the ER at three o'clock in the morning, a week before Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bad time. Mm-hmm. So I took her over there fully expecting they're going to, they're just going to give her some oxygen for a few hours, let her, you know, hydrate and then she'll go home. Well, they decided to keep her for a week mm. and no one wants to be in the hospital, you know, a week before Christmas. Right. So I didn't know what to do as a chiropractor. But I did ask some of my colleagues about, you know, how do you start addressing something like this? And so right when she went into the hospital, I had done a blood test on her just before she went in the hospital, did a blood test on her. And the results came back a few days later. And very excitedly, I said, oh, my gosh, I I know what's wrong. You've got Hashimoto's. So I excitedly took the results down to the hospital and I said, look, you've got Hashimoto's. This is exactly what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And her doctor happened to be in the hospital at the same time. So we called him into the room and, and I said, hey, look, I think I figured out what's going on. She's got Hashimoto's. And he looks at the test results and he says, I completely agree with you. I believe you're right. She does have Hashimoto's. I said, great. What are we going to do? And he said, oh my gosh, this is amazing so far. <laughs> and, and he says, well, we're going to give her some Synthroid. And I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. Isn't Synthroid a thyroid medication? He says, yes. I said, well, wait a minute. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition. I'm no expert. I'm not an endocrinologist, but I know just by definition, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition, not a thyroid condition. And I said, why are you giving her thyroid medication for an immune system problem? Mm -hmm. And he said, because this is the protocol in conventional medicine. Wow. And I realized at that point, no matter what doctor I took her to, they were going to do the same thing. And so luckily for us, she was well enough to leave the hospital two days before Christmas. Uh And so we fired the doctor. Yes. If if only everyone had one of you to go with them to the hospital. (laughs) Like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and you know, and you don't have to be a doctor to fire your doctor. You just have to be educated and be willing to go with the consequences. And right. so I knew though that they weren't going to fix her. Conventional medicine was not going to fix her. So I called out to my colleagues who were smarter than me, who'd done this more than me, who were more experienced than me. And I picked their brains and I went to seminars and I looked at online courses and I read different books and figured out how to get her Hashimoto's resolved. And in 18 months, she was completely asymptomatic, has never been on thyroid medication, and we really manage her Hashimoto's very, very carefully. And she, I mean, in, in th- 14 years, she's you know probably had two flare-ups at the most. Wow, that's incredible. Well, again, like I said, if only everyone had someone like you to go to the doctors with them, but also as soon as you found out that diagnosis, I'm so glad, first of all, the the doctor agreed. But then when you're looking at a treatment protocol, we all know the doctor is trained to treat people in a certain way. So if that happens, how can we empower people, empower, create empowered patients to ask the right questions to go on a similar journey that you went on to discover? Well, here's how we're actually going to treat and heal this condition. Right. Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm, I'm a natural doctor. I'm a chiropractor, functional medicine doctor, and I just treat naturally. That's just my choice. Mm -hmm. I don't hate medicine. I don't think medicine is bad. I don't think conventional medical doctors are bad. It's just, that's the way they choose to practice. And you know, if you need it, you need it. And, And that's just, that's my belief is that if you need the medication, you need it. That's the way it goes. So you should take it. But in most cases, in most people's stories, like my wife's, they've been to doctor after doctor after doctor, doctor, Western medicine doctors. And now that I've been doing this for, you know, 15 years, I've realized something. And this is the kind of the cold, hard truth about it is that if you go to your conventional Western medical doctor 
and you ask their opinion about your health condition, you have to understand and accept the fact that they are influenced by the pharmaceutical and the insurance companies. Right. That's just the facts. Okay. So if you use your insurance, you pay a small copay, you go to somebody on, on your plan, you just have to understand that walking in the door. So that means that they will only do what the insurance company considers to be medically necessary. And they will only give you the treatment that the pharmaceutical companies approve. And that's going to be medication, radiation, or surgery. Right. And if you don't like that, if you don't feel like that's the right treatment protocol for you, you can't complain to them because that's what they do. And you chose to walk in their office. You have to say, okay, thank you very much. And go outside of that kind of medical model to a model that fits your own philosophy. Right. And I love that. And thank you for explaining that so clearly, because I think the problem is, is that most people don't realize there is another choice. And that's literally why I do this show so that people can realize, hey, we can take our health back into our own hands and explore other options that may be contradictory or contrary to the Western medicine model. But to your point earlier, I love Western medicine. If I'm in a car accident, stitch me up, give me drugs, make me well. Right. Other than that, when it's a chronic condition, I want to explore everything I can when it comes to functional medicine, chiropractic, what they call alternative medicine, which I hate that term, but unfortunately that is what it's called. So talk to me about what is her current or what was the protocol that helped get her to the person that she is today? Because if anyone's listening and they're dealing with something like this and they're like, oh, I'm just coasting through and I'm barely surviving and they want to get to that thriving state, what would you recommend? Okay. So here's the first thing I'm going to tell you. If you have Hashimoto's or a thyroid condition or Epstein-Barr or anything, is that all cases are different. Sure. And you should be treated as a unique individual. So people get very frustrated when they say, what's the protocol for Hashimoto's? What do I, what's the diet? What do I eat? What supplements do I take? Everyone is different. I can give somebody else my exact protocol that I gave to my wife and you won't get better because it's different for everybody. Right. And that is determined by the functional medicine testing. Is that correct? Yes. Now this is where it starts to become very personalized is that whether you have Hashimoto's or Epstein-Barr or hypothyroid or Graves or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever condition it's called, whatever three letters people want to call it, is I look for body dysfunctions called triggers. Okay. Okay. Triggers are body dysfunctions that very closely mimic a thyroid problem but isn't a thyroid problem. Hmm. But these triggers are also body dysfunctions that agitate the immune system. And that's the reason why that immune system launches an attack on the thyroid. So everybody has different triggers and everybody has different priority of triggers. So depending upon which of the triggers I find or I suspect on you will depend upon what kind of testing I do. So for example, one of the most common symptoms are fatigue. Well, what kind of condition will cause fatigue? Anemia, blood sugar instability, adrenal dysfunction, hormone imbalance, inflammation, gastrointestinal problems, food sensitivities, chemical sensitivities, hidden infections. That's just the main ones. Yeah. A lot of things cause us to be tired. Right. Right. And so I don't have a protocol for fatigue. Right. Because it, it depends upon which of the triggers you have. And then now I have to determine, well, What's the best treat? What's the best test to find out what what type of fatigue this is? So I may do a stool test. I may do saliva. I may do dried urine. I may do blood. I might do hair. I might do breath. So it's really very very different for every single Hashimoto's case, every single rheumatoid heart arthritis case, every single chronic fatigue case. But basically, what I do with everybody is I take a very good patient history. It's a 14-page history, and I'm one of the few doctors that I know of that actually read every single page. Wow. So when you fill out all those pages, I don't ask you the same exact questions that you just filled out. I actually read every page. 
So before we even talk the first time, I have a pretty good idea about what's going on. That's awesome. And I feel like no, not many doctors do that. No, do that. So kudos to you. My doctors, my doctors don't do that. Right. They make me fill out these 14, 20 page, you know, intake forms. And, and when, when I start talking to them, I say, why did you make me fill out this form if you don't, weren't going to read it? Exactly. Exactly. I know. I was at the dentist the other day and it was like 14 pages and I was like, I bet they don't read a thing. And they come in and they're like, what's the problem, sweetheart? And I'm like, well, why, why did I just spend an hour in the waiting room filling that paperwork out if you don't know? Exactly. <laughs> but for me, it's really important that you fill out this 14 page intake because it gives me an idea about your history, how it started, what you're feeling like. And you know what? It doesn't matter what your lab tests look like if you feel crappy. So I want to know what are your main symptoms? How long have you had them? When did they start? And then from there, I can determine which of those triggers are most likely causing that symptom. And then I can determine, well, do I do a stool or do I do a saliva, a urine, a blood, a hair, a breath? And that's how I do that. So I'm, then I match the patient's symptom with the patient history, with the trigger and the lab result. And that's how I'm able to, to create individualized protocols for different types of conditions. That's amazing. That's how it should be when we go to a doctor instead of spending two hours in a waiting room and then five minutes with the doctor right. to prescribe a pill, we're actually getting to the root cause of what it is that we need to do in order to improve our health outcomes. Right. And so, yeah, I would love for you to take us through how someone can work with you because luckily we have this amazing technology these days called Zoom. And I know that you work with people in person, but you also have people from countries and cities all across the globe. Um, so how can someone work with you? Yeah, well, you know, COVID actually did me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really got people more comfortable with virtual medicine. And, yeah. and telemedicine, you don't really have to be there in the doctor's office in all cases. So the best place to go is to my website, which is www.drkajiki.com. So that's www.drkajiki.com. And when okay, and it'll be in the show notes, everyone. Don't pull over your car. We'll have it for you to <laughs> click on. <laughs> yeah. And so when you go to the website, they, I have these free thyroid download resources. There's these three free thyroid videos. Uh, you can order my book with an Amazon link on the, on the website. I have this video series that I created with Lisa Gar that I talk about the, the triggers and the lab testing um, you can download that for thirty-seven dollars. It's a it's like a seven DVD series we put into a streaming audio, and then you can also down um, download a link to talk to me directly for thirty minutes for ninety-seven dollars and just see if it's a good fit. That's great. And I love the fact that I do telehealth as well. When I work with my functional medicine doctor, I can go get the labs locally and then all he needs is the results. He doesn't need to see me in person in order to give me a comprehensive look at my health. Right. And so talk to me about that, how that works. Yeah. So I don't really, I need to see anybody and I'm pretty experienced in, in, in the field of seeing people as a chiropractor. And sure, sure. if I feel like there's a medical condition that is that re, that needs medical intervention i will say hey i think you should go to your endocrinologist you should go to your pcp and get this particular condition checked out and let's make sure there's not a medical situation going on because i'm not qualified to treat that and typically people will go there the doctor will check them out they say oh nothing's wrong fine get out of here great i don't have to worry about that now the expert just told me there's no medical problem i can go ahead and do my kind of work that i need to do got it and so tell me about some of the things that are in let's say the protocol even though it's different for everyone it would be things such as changing your diet changing you know tell me a little bit about what are some of the things that we would need to do if we got let's say diagnosed with something such as hashimotos and then we worked with you and then we got the results then what would the next steps be that you would guide people through All right so it's it's a combination of dietary changes, lifestyle changes, and nutritional supplementation. That's really what fun functional medicine entails. And so depending upon the individual, I may give them a autoimmune paleo diet. I may give them an anti-inflammatory diet. I may give them a whole 30. I may do intermittent fasting. I may, I may do, you know, some different combination of those. So there's a different type of eating style for every different type of patient. 
um, you know, people tell me like, oh, I tried, you know, intermittent fasting. I just fell apart. Yeah, because you probably have hypoglycemia and no one ever diagnosed that. So if you have hypoglycemia, intermittent fasting is a horrible idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a horrible idea. So just because the internet says it's a good idea, that doesn't mean it's good for you, which is why you need someone to evaluate you individually. So right. I'll give them some type of dietary protocol. Typically, you know, my favorites are like an autoimmune paleo or an anti-inflammatory eating plan. So for me with food, I'll tell you, when you have a very chronic condition with a lot of different symptoms and you might find that, man, I'm, I'm able to tolerate less and less and less foods. My protocol that I do that's anti-inflammatory, it's more about the foods you don't eat mm -hmm. than the foods that you do eat. Okay. Okay. So when you're very inflamed, you're very flared up, you're very symptomatic, it's very chronic, it's more about what you don't eat. At that stage, there's nothing magical about broccoli and carrots and cucumbers and lettuce and spinach, but there is something very, very magical about not eating foods that have more than one ingredient on the label. There is something magical about not eating gluten, dairy, soy, nuts, seeds, nightshades, and grains. So when you take out those inflammatory foods, it's magic. It is magic how well people respond to that. Yes, I love that. And I've been um, blown away multiple times in my life when I've taken a food sensitivity test or a food allergy test and discovered, oh, this is a food that I thought was healthy, like avocado. It's green. Why wouldn't it be healthy for me? I would eat it every day. And then I found out I had a sensitivity to it. Didn't mean I could never had it, have it, but it meant, no, Allie, you can't have that every day because your body is going to process that avocado differently than someone else's. Right. So sometimes it's not the foods that you think. It could be a nightshade, like a tomato, where you're like, no, tomatoes are healthy. I grew up um, getting tomatoes out of my father's garden. And I always thought they were healthy. And maybe there's a period of time where they're not healthy for your body. And then talk to me about that and how sometimes we can also reintroduce foods later and they're not going to cause that inflammation for our own bodies. Absolutely. I mean, and, and one, of the, one of the key factors about foods that I help people understand is this, is that it may not be the food that's the problem. So if you eat a certain kind of food and you realize, hey, I get bloating, I get gas, maybe I get a headache, I get a rash, it may not be the food. It may be your immune system and digestive tract's reaction to that food that's causing that reaction. So if you get your gut evaluated with a really good high-quality stool test, you take out all the infections, you fix the dysbiosis, you, you, know, you balance the gut microbiome, you re replenish with uh, good digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid and glutamine, and you get that gut fixed, and then you try those foods again, small amounts at a time, you might find that you can tolerate those foods. So it's not the food right. that's the problem. It's your gut and your immune system that's the problem. Yeah. And that's happened to me in my life because I've been on this path now for many years. So I've gotten to go back to do functional medicine testing again and again. And each time there are different results because my body has changed. I've healed things. And so things that used to affect me don't affect me the same. And so I'm able to incorporate them back to, into my diet. And for me, I'm the food heals girl. So everyone's like, okay, Ali, I'm ready to get healthy. Like, what should I eat? And I'm like, well, I have no business telling you what you should or should not eat because I don't know anything about what's your blood type. What are what are the what is the soil like where you live? What does your body have a reaction to? What supplementation are you not are you lacking? What things are you intolerant to? So I say go to a functional medicine doctor number one. That's what I recommend people to do. So I love this conversation that we're having right now. <laughs> right. And, and and that's the first step is, you know, you got to know what's wrong before you know what to do. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with the CEO of Organifi. You remember her from multiple episodes of Food Heals. It's May Steigler. And we're talking about adaptogens. And adaptogens from plants like herbs and roots and mushrooms help keep our bodies in balance. So May, how do adaptogens support women's hormone health specifically? It's all about balance, and I love the innate intelligence that our bodies have. Uh, we are constantly maintaining or consistently maintaining homeostasis, which is this basically balanced state 
of hormones and our, our hormones are in kind of this cascading rhythm. Uh, our endocrinology works in these um, kind of start stop patterns, all very, very interrelated. As a woman, we have much more complex hormone dynamics than men do. And so even more so importantly, supporting our bodies balancing and staying in this state of homeostasis, adaptogens specifically support the body doing this by mitigating stress. And stress is kind of the um, you know, <laughs> a big way of saying anything in our environment, um, in our even psychology that's creating challenges. It could be toxins from um, chemicals we have maybe in, in the air or in products that we use on our skins, or maybe inflammatory foods that we're eating that our body's consistently dealing with. And it's, and it's amazing what our bodies can do. But specifically, in a product I love, uh, Harmony, that we created is an adaptogen-focused formulation for women women's hormone balancing. And in there, we've got chasberry, shatavari, stinging nettle, um, these really important kind of detoxing um, key ingredients and, and adaptogens that support the body staying in balance. So you can really nourish your body with great superfoods and adaptogens to help it stay in homeostasis and to support it balancing out the challenges, whether it's the environment or the foods we eat, um, or again, like stressful work situations that are causing um, just extra challenge today more than ever. Um, and I really, yeah. really appreciate being able to blend these foods to help with hormone balance in particular. Yeah. And it's something that's very important for women and men, but I love this blend for women's hormone health. I appreciate that. And the other thing I have to say that I love about Harmony is it tastes so good. It tastes like- It's like chocolate, dark right? Yes, it's like dark chocolate. So I'll mix it in a smoothie. I'll drink it alone or I'll mix it in a smoothie or I'll mix it with a coffee drink or like um, yes. one of my mushroom coffee drinks. And it is just the perfect addition. And I don't have to feel guilty like, oh, I'm having chocolate. It's like my guilt-free chocolate. I love it. It's a healthy hormone hot chocolate that is such a kind of fun, easy to integrate either AM or PM morning or evening routine for myself, really supporting in PMS symptoms or just... Um, just hormone balancing in general as a woman. So love it. Amazing. Well, thank you for bringing that product to our attention. Food Heals Nation, you can get your Harmony 20% off at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. Also, make sure you check out that site regularly because we add lots of amazing discounts and specials and giveaways to that page regularly as well. May, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil. The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's say that someone gets the diagnosis and they go through the protocol. And I know I know that it's the answer is it's going to be different for everyone, but I'd love to hear some um, outcomes of how long it is taking for some of your patients to heal these things. We know these things don't heal overnight. We know that our bodies have become a certain way because of our lifestyle, our diet, sometimes environmental factors or genes that we don't have control over. But tell right. me, how, how quickly and how long can it take for someone's body to heal itself? I think the term heal is so arbitrary and, and, and it's, there's just so many different definitions of it. Um, my criteria that I use is this, is that I take those patients' top five symptoms, those symptoms that they wrote on their patient intake form. Yeah. And what I want to see is I want to see noticeably good improvement in two to six, two to eight weeks for those symptoms to show improvement. Okay. So that's my kind of gauge. Am I on the right path? Is are those mark are those symptoms going to get noticeably better in about 2 to 8 weeks? Which is not a long period of time by the way. That's a very short period of time. I mean most patients when I ask them on their forms, how long have you been suffering with this? It's 25 years, 12 years, exactly. 5 years, 3 right. years. So 2 to 8 weeks come on. Right. <laughs> when I hear people say, yeah, I've been with my functional medicine doctor for three years. I really haven't seen much improvement. I like, my God, you have the patience of a saint because mm-hmm. I wouldn't tolerate that. Yeah. Right. My criteria is two to eight weeks and then you'll know you're on the right path or not. If, if you don't feel it's a noticeably good improvement in two to eight weeks, I'm either not looking at something right. I'm doing something wrong. You're not doing the protocol right, or we haven't done it long enough. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I'm looking for that improvement in that two to two to eight week time, symptomatic improvement. And then I want to start redoing lab markers. I'm going to redo the blood panel in about 60 days. I'm going to redo the stool panel in about 90 days. And I want to see now, do the lab markers match how that patient feels? So if they had improvement in fatigue and I found out they had an iron anemia or they had a lot of inflammatory markers, are those markers improved on the labs? So the patient has to get better, the lab markers have to get better. That's my criteria. And so you're working with patients. How often are we meeting with you on a Skype or on a Zoom call to determine our progress? Roughly about once every two weeks. I kind of like once every two weeks that people uh, meet with me through phone or Skype or Zoom. Um, But see, that way... If there's an issue, I only have a two-week problem. I don't have a four, a, a one-month problem or a four-week problem. <laughs> okay, But I also allow people to email me in between time so I can get a jump on that problem. If they say, yeah, that new supplement you gave me, I just it made me bloated, I have gas, email me right away so I can try to figure something out now instead of you waiting two weeks to your next consultation. And when people come to you, they already have discovered, and I'm asking, that they have a thyroid-related condition or they have Hashimoto's, or are you helping them discover that? Or does it just depend? Um, I would say it depends, but probably more often than not, they've already made up their mind or, or they've already think they have discovered that they do have a Hashimoto's condition or they have a thyroid condition. And I'll tell you, in my case, at least, it's rarely thyroid. Okay. It's rarely thyroid. It's it's always those triggers that I mentioned, those nine triggers. And many times it's a Hashimoto's case. So usually it's a trigger issue. It's a Hashimoto's issue. Rarely is it thyroid. Is thyroid, are thyroid conditions being misdiagnosed in traditional medicine? Is that something you're seeing? I don't think they're being misdiagnosed. They're being mistreated. Okay. Because just because you see a high TSH, that doesn't automatically mean you need medication. And that's what they think in Western medicine. And, you know, what people don't realize or doctors don't realize is that, you know, an anterior pituitary dysfunction could cause a high TSH. That has nothing to do with your thyroid. You can have a Hashimoto's TSH fluctuation. That's not a thyroid problem. That's an immune system problem. 
So I really do think they're misdiagnosed and mistreated more than anything else. And those triggers that I mentioned, they all negatively impact how that thyroid functions. So if you don't get those triggers fixed first, you will probably not get that thyroid gland functioning properly. Right. And you've got a lot of those triggers and we've talked about some of them. Can we get deeper into the weeds on some of them? Like it wasn't one of them uh, chemical sensitivities. We may have heavy metals or chemicals in our bodies that we're completely unaware of. Tell me about the test for that and how you kind of um, get those or detox them out of our bodies. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get into these very spirited conversations with people who say, I've got heavy metal toxicities. You know, I've got high lead and high aluminum and or high mercury and I say, well, okay, you probably do. However, here's the however, is that before we start chelating you and trying to get these heavy metals out, let's kind of figure out why you even are having problems with them. Because mm. I can tell you that if you tell me you have high levels of lead in your body, if I give the same amount of lead to 100 different people, will they all respond the same? No, they won't. Some people will die. Some people will get very sick. Some people will say, give me more. Some people will say that was delicious. So we, <laughs> we won't all respond the same. So that right there, that proves that the quantity of heavy metal in your body is not the problem. The problem is what your immune system response to that compound. Okay. That yeah. is the issue there because you can have high levels of lead and you may not even know it until you get tested because your immune system is handling it just fine. But once your, once your immune system can't handle it, then you start getting symptoms. That's when you start doing the testing. So what I do is I do a immune antibody response testing for heavy metals, environmental toxins, plastics, because I want to see how is your immune system responding to these chemical sensitivities before I start pulling them out? Because I can tell you, if you start pulling out and chelating heavy metals and your immune system has antibodies to it, you could start a whole autoimmune reaction to these oh, chemical sensitivities. Okay. So we have to be very, very careful, it sounds like, when we are doing these types of things. Absolutely. Like I said, you got to know what's wrong before you know what to do. So Right. <laughs> if, Don't self-diagnose. Yes. If you suspect heavy metal testing or heavy, heavy metal toxicity or chemical toxicity before you start chelating or trying to get out of your body, test your immune system response to it. And there are some tests, uh, immune system tests you could do through Cyrex. They have uh, chemical toxin sensitivity testing. They, they test how does your immune system respond to these kinds of compounds before you start trying to pull them out. Got it. Okay. So this is super helpful. Thank you for clarifying all of this. Another thing that um, we talk about when it comes to, you know, healing ourselves, and I know you said that the word heal wasn't your word. So I'll, I'll use whatever word you want to say, but let's just say bringing our body back into balance sure. is hormones. Talk to me a little bit about hormones, how we can determine if that is a, a factor in, because I know for women, especially in men too, but I know a lot of us, a lot of women go, oh, my hormones are out of whack. And you're, and I'm like, well, how do you know that? And is that true? And it might be, but what are you doing about it? And so I'd love to talk, have a little bit of talk about hormones. I think I need to send them to you because that's the first thing I ask them. <laughs> like, how do you know? Well, I have hot flashes. Well, you can get hot flashes from adrenal surges. Mm, okay. My libido's low. Well, how do you know that's hormone? Maybe that's thyroid. Right. Like, I'm losing my hair. How do you know that's hormone? Maybe that's inflammation. Maybe that's an autoimmune condition. So you're right. Mm -hmm. It could be so many. You can't go by symptoms. There's so many different things. <clears throat> and what you have to consider when you even want to do the testing for hormones is this. With hormones, you have to make it. You have to utilize it. You have to have proper receptor sensitivity, and then you have to properly clear it out. Any of those four areas could cause you to have symptomatic hormone imbalances. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a matter of, oh, it's low, fill the bucket. And then you have to determine what kind of testing do I want to do? Because if you're trying to find a production problem, blood may be the best test. If you're trying to mm -hmm. find a utilization problem, a saliva hormone might be the best test. 
But before I even address hormones, I can tell you this. There's four areas that you must work on first before you even do the first hormone test. And that okay. is you have to work on your blood sugar stability, your inflammation, okay. your gastrointestinal dysfunction, and your liver clearance pathways. Okay. So we're, we have an order, it sounds like, that we do these things in, in order to bring our body back into balance. And it sounds like it's important to stick with that order. Yes, because just because it it's like it's like the thyroid issue. It's like just because it feels like thyroid doesn't mean it is thyroid. Just because it mm -hmm. feels like it's hormones doesn't mean it is hormones. And if it is hormones, you have to know that your gastrointestinal dysfunction, your blood sugar stability, your inflammatory pathways, and your liver clearance pathways are all working good before you can even test for hormones. Got it. And where do you stand when it comes to um, balancing your hormones? Are you of the camp that's like, okay, we can do these bioidentical hormones? I know for myself, I was at one point years and years ago um, completely imbalanced and I was lacking um, testosterone. And so I had to then take a bioidentical hormone cream and I was rubbing it on my arms. If I remember correctly, it was like the inside of my elbows. Yeah. And what that did was bring my hormones back into balance. And then I didn't have to take the cream anymore. So is that part of the protocol? Are you a fan of this? Tell me how we kind of heal the hormones when we get to that um, point. If it's a production problem like yours, it sounds like yours is a production problem. Then yeah, I'm, uh -huh. a feel, I'm a fan of exogenous hormones, whether they be, you know, whatever, shot, pill, cream. But I will tell you that in order of preference, I would rather have somebody have um, a trochee it's like those dissolvable capsules that you put or oh, okay. a pill <clears throat> um, or an injection. Creams would be last place for me. Okay. And because the reason okay. is, is because fat has a, an affinity, uh, excuse me, hormones have an affinity for fat. So mm -hmm. when you put on a cream, it has to go through your skin, through your fat, and then into your muscle, and then the bloodstream absorbs it. But because they have an affinity for fat, you're not getting all of that hormone that you put on because a lot of it is staying in the fat. And so because most doctors do a blood test, they only test what's in the blood. They can't test what's in the body and in the fat. So they oftentimes misdiagnose having enough testosterone or estrogen when there are creams being used. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This one was years ago. It was my first functional medicine experience and I haven't had to do any creams since, but I do remember uh, that being something that I did for probably maybe, I don't know, four or five months or something like that. And it, it wasn't bad, but, and it did help, but you know, I was brand new to this and right. they had me do some he heavy metal chelation as well and all those things. And I did get better. So, and I've been a fan ever since now, my main thing is just what supplementation do I need to go with the diet of where I'm living and what nutrients I'm getting. That's the main thing I focus on now personally. But, um, yeah, this is a super interesting conversation. What else haven't we covered that you would want to make sure that anyone dealing with Hashimoto's or something, feeling something similar, whether it's autoimmune or hypothyroidism, uh, would want to, wh what would you want them to know? I, I could say that the, probably that where you're going to get the most bang for your buck with okay. any condition you have is address inflammation. Okay. And it's such an overused term. We kind of feel like, oh, yeah, inflammation. Oh, yeah, inflammation. Oh, yeah, inflammation. Yeah. But inflammation is key. I, I could tell you, I get huge results just by working on inflammation. And that's how I get my really good results in the first two to eight weeks is inflammation is my number one culprit that I go after. So think about where could you possibly having be having inflammation from? And yeah, you got to do some testing to kind of figure it out a lot of times. But when you're doing foods, okay, take out the inflammatory foods. That's why autoimmune paleo works so good. You're taking out the inflammatory foods that are causing inflammation from exogenous sources like foods, okay? Um, <clears throat> insulin surges. So if you have consistent blood sugar stability patterns, don't be skipping meals. Don't be eating high carb, high sugar, high fruit uh, with like your meals. So you have very stable blood sugar patterns. Um, you know, look, look at what causes you to be bloated. So it, your foods may not be causing you to bloat, but maybe you need some gut work. Maybe you need some probiotics or some HCL or digestive enzymes, but work on inflammation. So uh, things like turmeric and resveratrol 
and high doses of EPA, DHA, flax seeds. I mean, there's all kinds of anti-inflammatory compounds, but if you just work on your inflammatory foods, take those out, give you some anti-inflammatory supplementation, you will get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. And it's like, you'll start feeling better and you'll start noticing things. I think that sometimes people don't even realize are inflamed. I remember when my friend went on an anti-inflammatory diet, she went down two shoe sizes, had no idea. Right. <laughs> like, right. We, we've become so accustomed to feeling crappy all the time. That's our new normal. Right. And that's what I want to get away from. I want everyone to realize, oh my gosh, you can feel amazing until you're 100 years old and even more. I just talked to someone who's said his goal was to live 125 and not in a nursing home and, <laughs> and, and, and right, but like living outside, biking around and living on a farm, doing your thing. And so what is your view on the longevity of how um, living your life in a certain way in terms of healing your body, healing um, these conditions through food and alternative medicine and supplementation and balancing, I should say. Um, what is your view on the longevity effects of, that this can have? You know, no one knows when the last day is going to be. Sure. And there are so many different factors, some be under control, some not be under control. Um, but if you do the things, the basics like dietary changes, lifestyle, nutritional supplementation, stress management, and you know what? Good sleep. I mean, you have to sleep good. You have to have good sleep. That's where you heal is while you sleep. And so if you're not getting good sleep, you are not going to heal. You will not probably live to be 120 or you'll have a very miserable life till you're 80. So those things are all critical, uh, but do the things you have control over. And you know what? Genetics, you don't have control over it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love that. Okay, before we wrap up, I have to pick your brain a little bit more about sleep. So of course, we know there are so many people struggling with sleep, whether it's anxiety keeping them up or something more medical. Um, and then there are all of these over-the-counter sleep medications, which we know cause you not to get that REM sleep that you need. And then there's all these sleep supplements like CBD and all of these things, melatonin. So what do you recommend if someone is really having trouble sleeping? Is it a supplement or is it something you need to work on in a nutrition? way, or I'm sure it varies for everyone. And that's probably going to be your answer, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> yes, it varies for everyone. Here's that. Here's, here's, here's a couple tips though. Okay. Okay. If you seem to be waking up in the middle of the night, okay. The first thing that I would look at is maybe you're running out of blood sugar. Okay. So eat a good protein or fat right before bed, not an hour before, not 30 minutes before you, you decide you're going to go to bed. You eat a good protein or fat right before you go to bed. Don't eat fruit. Don't eat ice cream. Don't eat a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know sugar is the worst for right. sleep. <laughs> good protein or fat before you go to bed. So if you eat a good protein or fat right before you go to bed, it's a long burning sugar. It burns very slowly over a long period of time. So if you are running out of blood sugar in the middle of the night and you're accessing adrenaline and norepinephrine and you go, Bing, you wake up at two in the morning saying, okay, I'm ready to start my day. Oh my gosh, it's only two o'clock. You're probably running out of blood sugar. So try eating a good protein or fat right before you go to bed to see if you have a long burning sugar to take you through the night. That's a new one. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're having trouble going to sleep, okay, look at good sleep hygiene. Turn off the electronics two hours before you're going to go to bed. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your TV. Don't read something that's going to amp up your brain. Right. Calm down. Right? Get away from the electronics two hours before you go to bed. Get off Twitter and do not watch the news. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Calm your brain down before you go to bed and see if that seems to help. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of um, playing guided meditations to help me drift off. And I feel like that really helps. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just concentrating on going inward with my eyes closed in the dark, in the cool dark. That's my favorite way to fall asleep whenever possible. Right. All right. So last question. Tell me all about the book, Sick, Tired, Untreated, and Abandoned, How the Medical Community Fails Hashimoto's Patients and How You Can Get Your Life Back. I love that title. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was written as a result of... 14 years of doing functional medicine and hearing the patients just basically just get left behind and abandoned. You know, their doctor would say, Hey, your lab tests are normal. Go away. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And people find me exclusively on the internet. So I already know that their doctors have abandoned them. They've already exhausted their local resources and now they're on the internet typing in their symptoms. I have fatigue. I have weight gain. I have insomnia. I have hair loss. Uh, I have digestive issues. You know, who's the best thyroid doctor in town? And my name pops up on their search. Wow. And that's awesome. So I just got sick of these doctors just bailing out on these patients saying, you know what, I'm going to at least arm these patients with the next step on what do I do next? That's where they're at. They're lost. They don't know where to go. What do I do next? It's not going to tell you a protocol. It's not going to give you a diet. It's going to help you understand what's my next step. Oh, it's these triggers. Let me see. Let me find a doctor to see if they understand what these triggers are. Let me find a doctor to understand if they know what stool testing is and saliva testing is and what breath testing is. And so at least you know what to do next. Thank you for that. It's just the same thing when it comes to, or it was, Perhaps it's not the same today, but 20 years ago, uh, before my mom passed away in uh, 2004 from cancer, she had multiple sclerosis my entire mm. life. So, you know, the doctors had no answers. It was just, here's another pill you can try. And each pill had another side effect until she was just on literally painkillers just to kill the pain that she was feeling from the MS. And there was no nutritional advice. There was not even a YouTube or probably not Google right. back then. We barely had internet back then, if I recall. Yeah. I think email was pretty new. So, we just didn't have the resources that we have now. So I thank God for you and people like you doing the good work out there to help people get healthy and to help them take their health back into their own hands and realize that, hey, a healing miracle is still possible. Your life is still in front of you. This is not a death sentence. This is not, I have to be miserable and pop a pill for the rest of my life. And so thank you for the work that you do, Dr. Kajiki. Well, thank you for getting this word out because it's because of people like you that I talk to you and it, it's transmitted to thousands of people at one time. Absolutely. And that's why we both do what we do. So thank you so much again for being here. All your socials will be in the show notes, but we've got facebook.com slash Gil Kajiki. If you don't know how to spell it, don't worry. I'll make it all clickable for you. Food Heals Nation. Twitter, same thing. Gil Kajiki. YouTube. Let's see. Um, I guess we're going to have to Google that YouTube because that is a long URL that I will have to put in the notes. <laughs> and then Instagram is Valley Thyroid Institute. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for the time, Allison. holidays food heals nation do you want to win an organic vegan swag bag with all of my favorite things of course you do and it's so easy i've got 10 swag bags just waiting for you we've got so many amazing things like vitamin c face creams and sleep capsules and lip balm from cbd fountain we've got athletic greens ag1 delicious pineapple green juice we've got my vital c's ess60 which helps double your lifespan we've got just thrives just calm and just thrives spore based probiotic we've got oxy powder detoxidine and b12 and Kercetin from the Global Healing Center. We've got the holiday issue of Veg News, your favorite vegan magazine. We've got Renewed Chagachino's delicious and healthy mushroom-based adaptogenic coffee. We've got spirulina and chlorella from our friends at Energy Bits. And we've got Organifi's green, pure, and gold nutritional powders. So many good products. Here's how to enter. So I've inked a deal with Spotify. I am so excited, but I need to grow on Spotify. So I need your help in co-producing 
the show Food Heals. So all you have to do is go to Spotify and search for Food Heals. Hit that follow button and screenshot that you follow the show. Now go to foodhealsnation.com slash gift G-I-F-T, and fill out a short survey. You're going to share what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you'd like to see more of on the show, who are some of your favorite guests and topics. I want you to help me produce the show that you love. So tell me all about the show and make sure you upload that Spotify screenshot and bam, you are entered to win an amazing swag bag. Plus, you can even get a bonus entry. How do you get a bonus entry? You can add Food Heals episodes to your playlist. That's how you can have two entries into the giveaway. So pick some of your favorite episodes, put them on a playlist that's public for everyone to see. Take a screenshot of that playlist and upload it all at foodhealsnation.com slash gift. That's how you get two entries to win the contest. Thank you so much for co-producing the show with me, and I can't wait to announce the winners. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash gift, G-I-F-T. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. (laughs) 